All right, welcome to the A-Game Podcast. Sorry, this one's getting out a little bit later than expected on Monday. Things have been a little bit crazy, but we have a great episode, part two, with my buddy and PPC ninja, Chris Kelly from Fast Track Me Real Estate. He's got his own uh, education company now that's teaching people how to do PPC and marketing and real estate uh, nationwide. And he also is, of course, Fast Sale Florida and uh, just killing it, doing, uh, I think he's getting up to about 100 deals a year in a very competitive market. He's really got it dialed in. Uh, He's taken his business to an entirely different level since the last time we talked and I've watched him grow over the last few years. He's a very smart guy. He takes action, um, hardworking dude, and just, you know, teams up with the right people, figures things out, doesn't make excuses, and, uh, you know, works hard, plays hard. He's fun. He's funny. He's smart. He's successful. He's everything you guys should be strapping to be. So it's always great to talk to him. Um, hopefully, him and Dan Guerin um, figure out a way to get each other paid back. <laughs> uh, really enjoy both of those guys. Um, but we've talked about his uh, him and his events on on multiple poca- multiple podcasts. He comes very well respected within his niche. So I think you guys are going to like get a lot of really great information. Um, he's having a little bit of a domain issue with uh, his education company. So if you guys want to connect with him in the show notes, you will see links to his uh, Fast Sale Florida. And you'll also see his Instagram. So at Chris Kelly Mindset, the link is in the show notes. Please follow him and, and write to him on Instagram if you are interested in connecting with him on any level until his website domain stuff gets all figured out. That is one of the most direct ways to contact with him is on his Instagram. So please follow him. This is a great episode. You guys are going to see a lot of different things we cover on here from um, a marketing perspective, whether it's not even necessarily just real estate, but business in general, it's really good to see what things are important and what are not. Um, He talks about PPC, which is pay-per-click. We talk about inbound leads versus outbound leads, which for any business, whether it's a jujitsu academy, a real estate investing business or anything, um, it's really interesting to understand the differences between inbound and outbound and what they are, how they're different and um, what's working for who. We talk about the differences in the US market versus the UK market. We talk about marketing, marketing, marketing in general, which again, if you're in business of any kind or looking to get in the business of any kind and you're not studying marketing, you are going to have some issues. You're not going to be changing things that don't work I'm sorry, changing things that work, um, leaving things that don't work. You have no idea what your KPIs are. And you're going to be spending and wasting a lot of money on things that don't work when you can put into action and implement some of the things that we're going to talk about here. It's going to help put some money back in your pocket. We talk about how to avoid marketing to leads that you do not want. We talk about what zip codes you should be marketing to, what types of sellers you should be targeting, how to find what your niche is if you don't even know. We talk about the ever-going fear of missing out that most entrepreneurs face and they try and do too much at once. We talk about going wider in a market versus going deeper in market and which is better. Talk about the real estate investors business model versus other businesses and how alike they actually are, which most people don't even realize. We talk about the importance of having multiple exit strategies, especially in today's market. We talk about common PPC mistakes. How to identify a good PPC marketing company from a bad PPC marketing company. How to score your lists and leads for maximum conversions. How to generate more quality leads. And of course, some details on his Fast Track Me course. And if you guys are interested, we have been moving more and more inventory, coming across more multi-units, coming across more mobile home parks, more deals in general. If you're looking to buy, if you're looking to partner, if you are looking to just have a conversation to see where you fit in, let's jump on a call. You can find me on nicknicknick.com, nicknicknick.com slash links as well for all the ways to connect with me on this podcast on social media. Please, please, please subscribe to this podcast if you are listening and see the show notes for all the ways to connect with myself and with Chris Kelly. Looking forward to talking to you guys soon. Hope you enjoy the episode and hopefully you will be reaching out to me sooner than later to start getting going or scaling up your current real estate business. Have a great day. Thanks guys. Love you, mom.
Welcome to the A-Game Podcast with Nick LaMagna, digging into the minds and experiences of some of today's brightest entrepreneurs in real estate and business, along with Hollywood stars, UFC fighters, and your favorite rock bands. People that have figured out how to overcome obstacles, take chances, live boldly, and no matter what they do, they always bring their A-game. All right, my guest today on the A-Game podcast is two of the best guys in PPC. You'll get to meet them a little bit today. My guest today on the A-Game podcast, returning belt-defending champion from our mastermind is Chris Kelly. He is with FastSell Florida, and he also is now on the education side, which I will give you guys a link to be able to connect to that in the beginning and at the end of the podcast. But uh, he's covering a lot of different bases here, and he's come a long way. I've known Chris uh, for a few years now, he's the second time on the podcast and we wanted to reconnect. Um, now that I've taken his class and we've started working on some of those things, we just wanted to touch base. And uh, there's been a lot of crazy changes in the market, a lot of crazy changes just in life. So uh, welcome back and thank you for returning to the A-Game Podcast, my friend. No problem. Thanks for having me. A pleasure to, uh, pleasure to be back. And just to correct you there, not only is it my second time on the A-Game Podcast, it's Two times belt winner, winner. Two times belt, two time belt winner. All right, advisors <laughs> council um, belt, uh, coveted, coveted belt. So uh, yes, it's more 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 valuable than Bitcoin right now. Those belts. <laughs> and you got my vote, so I was on there. Even the time you didn't win, you still got my vote on there. I like to see dominance. You got it. <laughs> so what, what's new in your world? I know again, um, for the people who didn't listen to the first one, um, PPC is your main source of funding, which I'm starting that funding of, of lead generation, which I think is really interesting. I'm, I'm more interested in inbound than ever. And I'm also fascinated because as people are learning, the market right now is just nuts. Like things are selling multiple offers over asking price. It's, it's a great time if you have something to sell something and being that there's so many different ways to get deals, whether it's cold calling or direct mail or door knocking or MLS or bro, any of these different things, I'm paying a lot more attention now than ever for inbound versus outbound because a lot of the outbound stuff, which we'll talk a little bit about, you get the guys on the phone and you're one of you know, 20, 30 other people that are calling them and they're kind of just, hey, name your price. It's like the hot chick that everybody's sending flowers and candy to. You know, It's like, you know, what are you going to do to knock me off my feet? You got to wow me. But- you know, the inbound, I'm not getting as much, but the quality is crazy. Like one of the deals I was just telling you about, it was like an inbound lead. The guy called, he paid me 47 grand to sell his house and I made 130 grand on it in three weeks. And I was like, why am I not only doing inbound? So um, talk a little bit about um, just a quick 30,000 foot view of you and your market and your strategy. And then we'll dig a little bit deeper into it. Yes, yeah, so I think that the first podcast we did, which was again, must be 12 months ago now, I think uh, I, I go into who I am a little, a little bit more, more depth, but the 30,000 foot view is, um, you know, I'm based in Florida, as you can tell by my accent, I'm not exactly <laughs> a Florida native, um, you know, I'm originally from the UK and um, I studied construction at university, got into rentals and then the market collapsed and I kind of stayed in property rather than in construction and um, when I moved here I became a realtor 
kind of hated it, started flipping houses, which was kind of more back into my construction um, background, which I liked. But having been out of construction for quite some time and being in real estate for quite a period of time during that 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 pause during the 08, 9, 10, 11, 12, um, I got quite into marketing. I had a wholesale business in, in the UK and we um, very, very different in the UK. We, we have something in the UK called the Data Protection Act. And the way that we always got leads in the UK still to this day, I think since I've moved here, it's got even more regulated now. I think it's called like the GDPR or something where you can't even keep spreadsheets of, 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 of customers, you know, et cetera, et cetera, even your own prior customers. So the Data Protection Act has gone even 10x in Europe. And <clears throat> we always had to get leads by inbound. It was just something that that we there was no other way. Outbound couldn't be done because of the Data Protection Act. And so when I came here, I was like, wow, I like flipping houses. This is great. How do I do more? <clears throat> I need to generate more leads. How do I generate more leads? And I did what a lot of people did, you know, bandit signs, you know, whatever. And I'm having a conversation in, in a pub, actually. I'm not from London, but I'm in a, I'm in a pub in London. I'm getting talking to my, my business partner, Ryan, and said, hey, listen, you know, I know a bit about PPC. I know I, we can need to generate, you know, I can generate more. If we can get deals cheap enough, you know, I can flip them. So genuinely, the original business model back in, 2015 was let's turn ppc on and then we'll get a deal we'll turn it off and then we'll turn it on and we'll get a deal and we'll turn it off and that we just stumped you know that's the only way that we knew so it wasn't until a few years later of course we didn't end up turning it on and off we ended up with a quite a smooth budget and the end and then that budget went from 100 bucks a day to 10 grand a month to 20 grand a month to you know over the years and then now it's at 50 grand a month um wasn't until some years later that I got involved in masterminds and I went to educational, you know, things and I was like, wow, there's an outbound side. I mean, I, could, I didn't even know anything about offline outbound. I didn't know about skip tracing. I didn't know about public, you know, um, public record. You know, in America, you know, you've got the Freedom of Information Act. It's the, it's the exact opposite to the Data Protection Act. So then when I kind of realized that, I was like, wow, now I know how everybody else is doing it. But almost being hindered for the first years, having only done inbound, it's also now become my kind of like niche, right? Like like I've, I've battled with, with lead gen for years and now the tables are kind of turning and people are going, oh, I want to generate more, more inbound than outbound. And people have just been doing outbound all the time. So it's, it's interesting how that's kind of gone full circle kind of in my favor in the end um so yeah that's that's a bit about me you know that's fast sale florida we we currently do you know 10 12 fix and flips a month um they're not wholesale you know we do take them down we we like rehab them we um you know paint laminate floor that kind of thing a roof clean up the pool put it back out there i'm also a licensed real estate broker and we we, we buy them off market mainly through ppc that's kind of our bread and butter and then we fix them up and we, we put them on the retail market on the mls so that's a very snapshot overview of my background my business and and you know gives people a little bit of confidence listening to this that you know i know what the hell i'm talking about before they uh, stop listening so <laughs>
man. I can definitely vouch for you doing. And what's interesting about you too, just to give you a little bit more validity, is we're in a, a mastermind together. We were a couple of them together. And some of the smartest people in that mastermind have messaged me on the side and said like, hey man, you should get Chris on here. He's so smart. You should hear about the things he's doing. So initially you, you were, I mean, I was going to have you on either way, but it's uh, among smart and savvy investors, you are a go-to among them, which is probably why I think it was a natural fit that you and Ryan wind up starting your education side of it too, because so many people, even on those calls, you'd start to answer questions and we'd say, hey, can you talk more about that? And then like the next week you were doing an hour call on this and then we needed another hour call on that. So what you're dealing into, it's um, it's obviously not something that we can dissect A to Z in a one hour podcast, but I think the fact that you're doing those events now, because exactly like you said, the more people hear about inbound and then they have a little bit of experience with inbound after just getting beat up on the outbound cold calls, cold calls, cold, you know, 150 cold calls a day and three people that actually want you to call them back and they're really not interested in selling anyway. It's a totally different conversation. Even like my acquisition guy now that I'm training, I was like, you'll be able to tell just by the conversation whether that was an inbound or an outbound lead. And you know, the outbound lead, you know, hey, what's your highest and best? What do you want? You know, call me when you get an offer. And then the next guy, he can't get off the phone with the guy's trying to sell him. I'm buying the home for an hour. So if people are not getting yet that there, it's it's a natural fit in a competitive market. But so for you, um, with that, talk about how you guys have transitioned because I did take your event. And there's a, there's a lot of different courses out there. And obviously I'm not just promoting it because you're my buddy. I've talked about it with other, other friends of ours that have been to your course as well. I was extremely impressed with the data and the analytics. And I think another interesting point about what you said is you have a partner, Ryan, and he's very much dialed in to the details and the marketing and the analytical side and all the nuts and bolts that go into that. And you have the real estate side and the construction side down. So, you know, there's a lot of people that I know that are trying to do real estate and they want to do their own PPC and they want to do their own marketing and they want to do, and you really just can't do it all. So um, I think the compliments there are important. So I'd love you to talk a little bit about kind of what you guys do with those events. And then I definitely like to dig into how you guys separate roles and why it's important to have separate personalities and separate minds coming together to collaborate on business. Yeah, no problem. Um, and thanks for the shout out about the, the the course. Very much, very much appreciated. And and I think that's where we've ended up going with the course was um, was focusing on marketing. Really, I think the about three quarters of the course focuses on marketing, and the other kind of quarter of the course focuses on people who want to kind of transition into either doing a few flips a month into you know, 10 plus a month, or maybe people are wholesaling, but they want to get into flipping. So about a quarter of the course is about operations and our systems and how we build construction budgets and how we run comps and how we borrow money and, you know, title companies. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of moving parts in that operational quarter of the, of the event. But in terms of the, 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 the other sections, yeah, we, we do, discuss ppc in you know takes about four or five five hours to discuss ppc but and and we actually have our offline side now i know that we've we're going to talk more about data shortly which i'll dive into but you're right you know once once i found out that this data existed and then once i found out how to interpret the data and then once i kind of gave that interpretation to ryan he was then able to sort of supercharge it and and so on and so forth. So we'll talk about the offline side um, shortly too. But I think that the magic behind any marketing, and this is what the, the, the real estate industry seems to have forgotten, 
and this sounds so super simple um and i know i'm giving away this away for free but but it's 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 that simple i'm not really giving anything away i'm just kind of reminding people of this what we've done it doesn't matter whether it's offline online inbound outbound is we've decided to go into real estate marketing with a laser focused approach on who is our target audience okay and most real estate investors have forgotten to do that. And I'll give you a couple of my favorite analogies on this. If you manufacture, if Nick LaMagna, you manufacture golf balls, okay, and you've got all these golf balls for sale, and you've got a couple of choices. You can either advertise your golf balls at the side of the road, okay, hoping that loads of golfers, maybe you pick Florida, maybe you're smart enough to think, okay, there might not be that many golfers in, you know, Alaska, there might be loads of golfers in Florida. At least that's the first start of understanding your audience, number one. But the second start, the second part is you go, okay, well, I'll put my golf balls, I'll advertise my whole marketing budget on a billboard by the side of the road because I know that golf, some golfers, golfers will drive by from time to time and I will sell some golf balls. Yes, you will sell some golf balls and therefore you will go, oh, my marketing works keep doing it. Let's get more billboards. Now, the smart advertiser goes, I don't want to just put on the side of the road where I'm going to advertise my golf balls is I'm going to advertise them on T on golf TV. I'm going to go where the golfers hang out, not where everybody hangs out. I'm going where golfers hang out. I'm going to go in the pro shop. I'm going to go on, you know, when it's the masters and there's the, there's the commercials in the masters. I want golfers only I want to laser focus every dollar I've got on the most likely audience it is to want my product. Okay. Next analogy I'll give is let's say you manufacture toys, right? You are not going to advertise at 2 a.m. in the morning. You are going to advertise on Nickelodeon or Cartoon Network or like my five-year-old daughter watching YouTube, that Ryan or whatever she watches, right? That's where you're going, because that's where the audience is. That's where the eyeballs is. So what I just see a lot of real estate investors doing is, is they kind of forget this and go, well, I'll just focus on houses. Yeah, great. Which houses? Warehouses. And what we've got really good at is defining very, very critically who is our most likely seller? Now, somebody might live in a million dollar property, it's still a house, but that lead is almost dead on arrival when it gets to us. There's no point us even generating that lead because they're not in our buy box, okay? And I would just question everybody that's listening to this to, to, to define your buy box. And you can go really deep on this, really, really deep. And you know, let me give a few examples. For, so for example, our buy box is single family with ARVs no higher than 350, light rehab in MLS areas that I have vision. And in, well, I'd say, in, I'd like to say in fast moving zip codes, but I think every zip code is a fast moving zip code in 2021. Um, but in previous years, we would look at time on market. We'd look at median house price. We'd look at, we don't really want two story. You know, some people might go, oh, God, I hate buying, you know, houses with pools. Okay, well, you want to, why are you advertising in neighborhoods with predominantly swimming pools then? You want to, people have just really like, they just, I just 
taking this big circle and they're going, here's loads of houses in this MSA, right? Let's blanket market to them all. And we're not doing that. We're picking out microscopic areas in there because we want properties in C-class neighborhoods, let's say, priced between this price and this price. You know, a layer of this, the way that we, we pull out layers of distress is another, another subject. But when you actually start thinking analytically about that, you know, let's say I'm building a rental portfolio, right? You might look at your current rental portfolio and go, God, everything that we've bought that's prior to 1980, we've got maintenance problems, the sewers keep collapsing, we need rewiring, we need this, that, that. If I was building a killer rental portfolio, I'd be looking at only in zip codes that have got you know predominantly houses built prior to say the year 2000. And not just that, but would I really want to be buying rentals in zip codes over the year 2000 but the median house price is 500,000 but the median rent is only 1500 bucks a month well no because the cap rate wouldn't be there i'd be dissecting spreadsheets and i'd be saying where is it that i can buy houses over the age of built prior or after the age of 2000 that have got low prices and high rents and i'd be blending all that together and going I want that zip code, that zip code, and that zip code. And then, much like the person with the golf balls where I'm going full circle is, I'm not just spraying my advertising budget onto this billboard and that billboard and the odd TV commercial and the odd radio commercial, right? I'm, I'm literally focused on golf stores only, and I'm, I'm focusing all my bullets in those stores. Um, somebody said to us on the last call, they were like, they were like, this reminds me of, you know, when you were playing a computer game as a kid and you got through all the levels and you got to the big bad boss at the end. It was like a big, you know, alien or monster or whatever. And you've got your gun and you're just, you know, like firing bullets into this thing. Now you can fire bullets into it, into its shoulders and into its neck and things like that. And you're going to take the power bar down like a little bit, but there might be a red circle over his forehead and a red circle over his heart, right? Focus your bullets where is the, the action is and we're out there firing the same amount of bullets as everybody else we're just firing the bullets more consistently into the areas that count and again that really what i've just semi-described in 15 minutes there maybe 10 minutes you need to get good at analyzing data. You need to good at analyzing your market. You need to know where to find that data, um, which is free, by the way, free data. But once you do that, you'll be able to cut away so much of your current marketing budget and go, don't need to do that. Don't need to do that. That area I don't care about. Those condos I'm not bothered about. Now I'm going to take my, my budget. And instead of sending money over there and money over there and money over there, I'm going to focus the same budget or possibly less budget into one selective area. And you will do more deals. And if Dan Garin's listening to this, um, he does owe me $25,000. He actually came up with, he said on on the podcast with you the other day, he said, um, we're going deeper and we're not going wider. You can dig loads of shallow wells but the one who takes one well and digs it the deepest is the most likely to have water in it. And I think that's the smartest thing that Dan Garin said. He probably read it in a book somewhere. That's why. 
<laughs> he didn't come up with that, but it was a very good analogy. Um, go, if everybody else is spending $2 on that door, you want to be spending $10 on that door. But you can't spend $10 on every door, so you better pick the right doors. Man, I think that there's so many great things you said in there. Shout out to Dan Guerin. Uh, I love the... I love the almost sibling rivalry you guys have. It's it's fun. Um, but, you know, playing devil's advocate, and you and I had this talk recently where we talked about getting my PPC going with you guys. And I know that this is a big piece that instantly opened my eyes that when you guys opened up the education event you did right away that first morning or so, when Ryan came out and started showing all the free data and all the stuff you were talking about, I was like, wow, you know, like this is, this is impressive because when we were talking, my whole thing was like, I know I need to pick an avatar. I'm still struggling with it because my whole thing is FOMO, which I'm sure people listening that are listening to this, they're getting anxiety because they're going, I know he's saying pick this, but what do I pick? Where do I pick? Who do I pick? Because the initial fear is I'm going to market to this one thing. And then what if that one thing doesn't pan out and I missed out on this other thing? So, you know, I'll market in the houses over 2000 and I missed out on all the money on the 1980 houses. I'm, you know, so you're always wondering about it. So the thought is if you spread a wide net, then you're good. But when you're paying for marketing, you're wasting so much money, like you said, on things so you can run your well dry. So, you know, it reminds me of that old cliche of, um, you know, before you go and you start doing these things, people just want to jump in and start taking action and just doing, oh, I just want to start buying ads. I want to start using marketing, but they're not taking the time to hone their craft. And I think exactly what you're talking about is the old sharpening your sword you know, for 99 hours before you'd spend an hour chopping down the tree. And that's really how you get it. So the data that you're analyzing, I think is really the key there that people aren't taking the time to spend a little bit of effort to figure out like, where are those houses selling? What is that sweet price point? Where is it too high that now the days on market are higher or too low? Trial and error and getting burned a few times. Look back, take a day to look back on the, the, the last years with the deals that you've done, two years with the deals that you've done. You will find, I don't know if this was called something different in England, but when we were doing uh, long division, um, we had to come up with, it was called the common denominator. What is the common denominator within this equation? Okay. Look back on the last year or two years with the deals that you've done. And you'll go, you know, I don't know, whatever system you want to come up with, rank them from one to 10. Yeah, this one, I didn't make much money. One, this one. God, I hated that deal. This was difficult and that was difficult. This, you know, oh, this took loads of rehab, went way over budget, whatever it is, okay? You will find that there's a, there's a, there's a consistency in whatever deal it is, what, which is your path to least resistance. And you might go, God, every easy deal I did last year where I made money, simple, simple, was wholesaling. That's okay. And that's maybe your thing. Maybe like me, you're going to go, Every deal I did that I made good money very easily was light rehabbing. You know, we put down some laminate, we put down some paint, see you later. Um, you know, maybe it was multifamily, maybe it was vacant land, you know, whatever it was. Yeah, you've, you've cashed your net out wide for the first year or two in business. You've now got burned here and done well there and done badly there. Rather than just going out and just doing more and doing more, actually sit and look at what you did well and what you didn't do well, what went well, went, went badly. And you'll quickly look at it and go, you know what, I enjoy or I'm good at doing X. And whatever that is, you need to identify that sweet spot and go, 
I'm just going to do that all the time. And, and yeah, I mean, the, the, the FOMO idea is, is, is one idea, but maybe the analogy there is the guy who takes out appendixes, he takes in, he's taking out appendixes all day. He's not then like going, oh, but what happens if people need heart surgery as well? I better advertise that I do heart surgery as well. And I better advertise that I do, you know, teeth as well and, and I'm an eye doctor as well because because people have got bad eyes so I want to make sure that I can I want to make sure that I'm a jack of all trades because I don't want to miss out on the people with bad eyes no 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 you want to take appendixes out all day long every day and that's that's how you win the game um because the reality is is that whilst you might think you're missing out you're actually missing out on your sweet spot because people like me are spending ten dollars for every two for every door and you're only spending two dollars for every door because you've widened your budget out so much you can only afford to spend two dollars on that door so you might have run mrs smith three times but we ran mrs smith 12 times so who's she gonna go with us if you have been kicking yourself that you didn't start investing in real estate whether you're beginner intermediate or advanced any way you're looking to get it on a residential, commercial, land development, wholesaling, fix and flips, whatever it is, let's find a way to get you involved in some projects, get you some properties, whether you want to sell some properties to me, whether you want to buy some properties from me, whether residential, fix and flip, cash flow, multifamily, whatever it is you're looking for, let's figure out a way to get you involved or find a way for us to partner up on some deals. Go to www.nicknicknick.com, go on the consultation tab and figure out how to schedule an appointment to talk about where you fit in if you are not sure, or you can just reach out to me on any of my social media channels. If you go on www.nicknicknick.com slash links, you will see all the different ways to connect with me and figure out how we can start to work together, make it happen. Everybody that invests in real estate always just says they wish they did it sooner. Best time to start is today. I love that. And what you were talking about with going deeper into the market, not wider, that's another thing that I think plays so important right now. And one of the things that you you help me sometimes when I have those frustrating days when the people are like, man, I'm getting 30 calls and 40 calls. And like your initial thought sometimes when you get deflated like that is there's too many investors. Why would somebody take my deal? But then, you know, I think about some of these markets that I'm in and I'm like, look at what you've scaled up to in your market from, I think you said you were doing like it like 20 ish, you know, three years ago. And now you're up to over 80 and you're taking them down and you're flipping them. And dude, you're in like the, the Florida market, which is one of the most competitive hot markets. So to be able to scale up to, you know, nearing over six figures in deals, quality, quality deals over the course of the year, I think speaks to that, that if you had gone wide, you'd have a few deals here, a few deals here, a few deals here. But like you said, because you started to learn about that market and niche down, it's probably so much easier for you to identify a deal, act on a deal, like you know the market, it doesn't take as much analytics, you have your team in place. So, you know, to Dan Guerin's point, you don't have to keep rebuilding these shallow things, you already have this pond there. And I think where that's gonna be huge is not only is that obviously doing really well for you in a hot real estate market, in a competitive pocket of the country, but when the market turns, you're still gonna be able to continue to do business in that market because you're gonna have such a great pulse on mm -hmm. what's happening there. So I feel like, taking the time to dig that well deep, you're solidifying your ground, you're marking your territory, and you're going to have a business set up there rather than being a real estate guy. And I really think like, I was just talking to Brandon Turner from Bigger Pockets, and, and he said something that I really related to, which, you know, everybody wants to learn more about real estate. But he's like, if I could have gone back over the last few years, to me, it's more important to learn about business. And I think that that's one of the biggest differences that you're teaching at your class and really honing in for your business 
is you're becoming less and less of like a quote unquote real estate guy and you've really become a business. What are your thoughts on that? I think that's absolutely right. I think that, you know, back to my analogy about, you know, it doesn't matter what business you're in, golf balls, children's toys, you know, whatever. Our, this is, this is, you know, one of our mentors coming out, our widget just happens to be, you know, bricks and mortar and, 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 and real estate, right? That's our widget. But it's really a sales and marketing business that, that, that you're in right now anyway. Um, it's finding people who want your product. And your product is, you know, fast cash, you know, so on and so forth, you know. And, and, and that's, you know, and they've got to trust you. And there's a lot that go, you know, you, they're not just buying a, a candy bar off you. Um, there's got to be trust there. And there's, there's got to be trust that's built. And that sometimes comes over to that does sometimes come over 12 phone calls, 15 phone calls that does sometimes come out of sending more mailers than the competition. Um, you know, it's the same with built people build building lists, you know, they'll, they'll get a list and then they'll call them a few times, text them a few times. And then next, right. That, that, that done with that list. Now, next list, next list, next list. Again, that's, a, that's a classic example of going wide rather than going deep. Um, so, yeah, I think you're right. I think that, that, that real estate just is a business. It is, um, it's an acquisitions, it's sales and marketing, it's acquisitions, it's processing. Um, and construction is just a form of processing. You're just taking something, okay, it's not in a factory. You know, you're not taking raw materials and turning it into a children's toy. But you're taking some, something raw, you're doing something to it. And you're making it into a retail product. That's all we're doing. We're buying stuff at a wholesale price and we're selling it at a retail price. How is that any different to what Walmart are doing? They're buying carrots from for 50 cents a pound from, 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 a, from a wholesaler and selling them for you know a dollar a pound or whatever it is. That's the difference between wholesale and retail. Um, there's literally no difference in real estate whatsoever, which actually then makes me laugh when people on the retail market, real tours and people like that go, oh, well, you only bought it for 200 grand. Why should we pay 300 grand? I'm like, because I found it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, you want, if you want to go deep and start find, spending years finding deals like I've been finding deals, then yeah, you'll be able to buy it for 200 grand too. But if you're just turning up from out of state and you want into like the same way as, and you know, if I want to buy Ava a bicycle, do I really want to go over to China and start, you know, sourcing a bicycle and finding it a hundred bucks? Nah, I'd rather just go to Target and pay 250 bucks. That's, that's, but I know that when I walk out of Target with that, that $250 bike, if I stand on the side of the road and say bike for sale, I'm not going to get my $250 back. I'm paying a retail price. And that's all we're doing is we're taking widgets from a, from wholesalers or a wholesale price, or we're going direct to the farmer whatever it is. And we're just, we're, we're turning them around and we're putting them out at a retail price. There's, there's nothing more to it than that, really. Yeah. I, I think people look for a secret or they look for some like silver bullet answer. And I, I've never found one, you know, and I see people that go event to event or mastermind to mastermind or course to course trying to find that. And at the end of the day, it really comes down to implementing something and doing exactly what you're doing because the time that you're spending looking into that data and the time that you're spending adjusting for that data and then implementing and focusing on exactly what you're good at, I think is what has made you great. And being that you're willing to do what others are not willing to do is why you're able to get those results. And I hate to keep throwing those cliches out, but 
they're true. I mean, it really is that. Like you like you say, hey man, I give you all that information. Well, how come you will be, I'm, I'm doing everything I told you to do it. And I did appreciate that. And it was really interesting to watch you and Ryan together and collaborate and see how the two of you really work both sides of that business. But something I took away from your event that's helped me is the way you look at the deals and the way you go, okay, what would I do if I wholesale this right now? How much would I put in? How much would I make? What would I do if I do a light rehab or a wholesale? What would I do if I throw in the MLS? What are those costs look like? And you have um, a fudge factor in there if you have to discount it and all these things. And you actually looked at one of my deals, which is coincidentally the deal that I wound up just selling. We wound up doing it and getting way more for it than I thought when I looked closer. So thank you for uh, giving me some confidence on that. But you're talking a lot about doing um, a light rehab, which is, is exactly what we did, man. And I think that that's such a great strategy right now, because to me, what I see is I, I kicked that deal out to a bunch of fix and flip investors and a bunch of them were like, there's not enough spread. There's not enough spread. Throw it on the MLS, a retail buyer overpaid for it. And I was like, holy crap. Like that is an amazing strategy to go in, clean it out, do the bare minimum stuff to make it pass. So um, I like that you keep saying you're not doing a heavy flip because I still get people that send me those deals. And like Lee Kearney always says, man, I am on board with that right now at the time in this market, big retail flips, big, crazy, heavy flips. I think they're for the birds, man. So how do you come up with that? And is that based on because obviously every market is different, but are you looking at the comps of the other homes that sell and saying like, this just as basically has basic this, a little bit of upgraded that and matching those. And that's kind of what's working for you. That's exactly right. Just before I literally got on this podcast, I, we, we just, we, we bought this property. We paid 66 grand for it. It's in Port Charlotte, Florida. And, um, you know, we've cleaned it out. We've done, we've put a new roof on it, so on and so forth. And, and now we're 13 grand into it. So we're into it for, Hundred and what's that? Eighty grand. So we're into it for eighty grand, and we're looking at it now going. Now what? So we're even looking at our, changing our exit strategy within the the deal now because we're going. Can we just pump this out and get maybe you know trashy comps at one twenty? So we're into it for eighty. Ours has got a new roof, and we you know can we get you know one twenty? Yeah, maybe. But what happens if we we, we throw another? 20 25 grand into it not huge we're not again we're not ripping out kitchens and bathrooms here we're talking about you know doing some more cosmetic work to it but then we're really looking at it and going we might be able to get 170 for it but with the appraisal issues that's going it's great going back but then what are the comps will it get down appraised are we, so these are constantly conversations you've got to be having with yourself and i think that people who just come up with one exit strategy um you know the 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 I don't think it's the way to go. Uh, I think that you, that you've got to be have multiple tools in your tool belt, multiple exit strategies, be prepared to pivot on a property mid, you know, mid fixing it up. Um, and I think a great strategy that we've even adopted is because we own them and because I'm a broker, I'm actually willing to put them on the market several times. I might put it on the market as a trash out. Let's see if anybody bites, nobody bites after a week. Okay, well, let's do a little bit more to it. Now, you know, let's put the roof on. Let's let's put in a new AC. Let's make it um, a bit. So let's move it from a from a cash product only. Let's move it into a conventional product. Let's make it financeable but rough. Now let's put it back on the market. Any bites? Nope. Okay. Now let's make so so when you own it. This is something I love about owning these things. You know. You can make these decisions yourself. You can, 
you, you can change and move and, and come up with the, the, the best the best bait you know it's like fishing you know you're changing the bait all the time um to see in which is going to get you the best result time of day you know is the tide coming in is it coming out you know i'm not big into fishing anymore but i, I think you get the idea um but yeah coming back to the, the you know the data nick you know I, I just want to go back to the fast track me course and just say um that yeah it, it doesn't matter if you're doing outbound inbound direct mail text messages ppc facebook you know i, I don't the magic behind it is understanding who is your seller where who is your audience and where to find them and then being able to get super granular on carving that audience out of this corner of that that msa and the left side of the road over here and so on and so forth um that's that's really where a lot of people struggle with with you know it's where people come back to us and go oh ppc doesn't work for us ppc didn't work for us yeah because you just drew a big circle around the the city didn't you and <laughs> you know you just hoped it would work for you and you know of course your budget got chewed up in minutes um and there's other reasons why that would would happen um and then you come in and going, well, how is it working for you? Yeah, because you've got to be smarter than the the average bear. Um, and on that note, I just want to as well impress upon people, while we are talking a little bit about our marketing and a little bit about our course, and you mentioned Ryan a few times, you know, I'm a real estate guy, okay? And, you know, Ryan is a data guy. Now, you know, I'm lucky enough to have Ryan as, as a business partner, but most people might have another real estate person as a business partner or might have a construction person as a business partner. We only spend, say, four hours on defining this avatar, right? And then about four or five hours on PPC, four or five hours about offline marketing and some really cool ninja stuff that we're doing about offline marketing, which hopefully if we get time, I'll tell you a little bit about. And then about four hours about operations. We can't teach in four hours anybody to go and build their own PPC account. That's that's not possible. Okay, this takes years to learn. You know, this is again. I'm I'm a big one for analogies, but my job as a business owner, you were talking about it's a business. My job as a business owner is to be able to understand many hats, not be able to do many hats necessarily. I'm not a CPA, but I know enough about accountancy and well what can i write off against tax and what can't i write off about against tax and i pick little nuggets up from masterminds and what i read and then i take them back to my cpa and i go is it true that i can you know rent out you know part of my um house you know or, or i can hire a hotel room and then that can be where we have annual general shareholders meetings and that and it's, it's my job as the the entrepreneur to hire a lawyer i've got loads of lawyers in front of me this one is a trial lawyer who deals with murders this one is a is a guy who deals with um immigration this guy's a lawyer who deals with you know real estate let's say this guy's a, there's loads of different lawyers out there just the same as there's loads of different doctors out there my job as a, as a real estate as an entrepreneur is to go i want the right type of lawyer but I want to be able to spot a good lawyer from a bad lawyer. And I want to understand enough about contract law to know when I'm being bullshitted by said lawyer and not been bullshitted by said lawyer. Am I overpaying for said lawyer 
or is he good value for money said lawyer because and i think that our one of our goals in this in in this particularly ppc is you can find people and manage ppc all day long you can find them on upwork you can find them on you know in, in various countries at various price points how do you decipher which are the good and the bad how do you know you've got a you might have a data you know geek a bit like ryan you know um he knows nothing about real estate you as the real estate entrepreneur have to say to said person that you find like the lawyer like the cpa this is what i'm doing this is what i want this is how i want it to look i can't do it myself i'm not a lawyer i haven't passed the bar but but i know enough to impart enough information that the lawyer can pick up the ball and run with that information and go you know they write all that lawyer talk, don't they? Cometh now, beseech thee, da, 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 right? Jason Howell, if he's listening. Um, <laughs> I, I can't write that, but I can I can explain enough to the lawyer that that they can take, go on the rocket ship with it. I can, I can explain enough to the CPA. I can explain enough to, you know, a PPC person. And I think where people have been burned by PPC managers in particular is they'll try this PPC manager for a little bit, fail. Try this PPC manager for a little bit. And they're not getting enough knowledge about PPC themselves to impart enough knowledge to that PPC manager and say, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. I know you usually do that, but that doesn't work because Chris and Ryan have already tried that and told me it doesn't work. One of our goals for that four hours is just to say, here's a roadmap. Here's what works for us. Here's the keywords that work for us. Here's you know, don't try that because we've tried it already. Just do this instead. We're just trying to give people a playbook that they can take that playbook to their own manager, PPC manager, and say, this is what I want you to do. And that really is, you know, again, we could do a PPC course. We are actually thinking about doing it. But, you know, even if it was a three or four day course, you know, could you in three or four days? Can, can you really learn what's what what Ryan's taken four, five, ten? Ryan's been involved in digital marketing for twenty years. I mean that it, it's it's so hard to kind of impress upon people that you know you're not going to be able to just go and do this thing yourself overnight. We're just trying to stop people getting burned by bad PPC management and or trying to do it themselves and going, oh my God, I put 10 grand in it at nine o'clock in the morning and it was all gone by 10 o'clock in the morning. We're trying to stop people from just losing money hands over fist is, is, is one of the aims of, of what we're doing. I love that, man. And I think it's very similar in this entire world where people are looking for, regardless if it's jujitsu or whatever, people initially go, well, I could just watch a video and then I can go do it. And and so you could go watch somebody do a heart surgery on YouTube right now, and you'll see all the things you have to do, but you really got to go do that, you know, and for somebody who's learning how to do that, because they don't want to waste money on marketing, but now they're not willing to put the time and money in and being somebody that's went through it. And I would say like, overall, for people listening that are like semi new to real estate or like kind of just getting their feet wet, I definitely have more experience, more knowledge, like I'm, I'm way ahead of far of like 15 years of masterminds and deals. And even me listening to the whole thing, I went, I get it, but I don't have the time to take all that now and implement all of that and have the confidence that I'm doing it half as good as somebody that, I mean, he only focuses on that. 
And when you're sinking, like you're up to 50 grand a month in that, you don't want that to be half-assed. You want that to be somebody like that. You're letting pay attention to it. And I think what you said there, if somebody's listening and they're getting frustrated going, well, he's not telling me what to do. That's been my biggest takeaway for the last few years from anything is I've learned that what people are good at and what they're getting done is exactly like you said before is I still don't know exactly what I want, but every time I do something, I know what I don't want. And now you get to cut that curve and cut that curve and cut that curve. And I think that's exactly what you're doing here is, is just teaching people like how to have enough in it that like, okay, maybe you can't jump into this right now, but at least you're not going and maybe you find that it's not for you. Or maybe at least, you know, now that guy's not for you or that clown's not for you. So if you were going to give like a, a two quick tips and something to look out for that you don't want, like, or mistakes people make when they're talking to us, somebody to look for to do PPC, what's like a common thing that you see across the board that are, that's like, okay, that's a red flag. I think one of the, the really common things, particularly since about October, Google changed the way that it targets. It's because, you know, I think Facebook did this a few years ago now. Um, we know how much scrutiny Mark Zuckerberg's been, been, you know, over the last few years. So he's really kind of, okay, we can't target on demographic. We can't target on, you know, so on and so forth. One thing that, that, that Google stopped was actually targeting on zip code. Now, again, you, you might listen to that and think, wasn't he just talking for the last hour about how you need to find the right zip code. So what we've seen since October is A, with the market appreciating and people looking for inventory like crazy, but B, with this zip code um, non-targeting. People were doing this before, but, but now everybody is literally going, I'll draw a big circle you know, around an entire MSA or around an entire county. Um, and that is the surefire way of, of losing money on PPC. And, and if you've got a PPC manager who doesn't know how to get around that problem, okay, of, of geolocation um, marketing. And to, be, and to be clear here, you know, America is a huge place. You can still target by city, okay? So it's not like you own a coffee shop in New York and then your ads are displaying in San Francisco, you know? You can still target by city, but if your PPC manager doesn't know how to get more granular than on a city basis, then you've got the wrong guy or gal, person, let's say, in this PC world. Um, so that's number one. And the, mo the other common thing that I, I hear, which is actually really easy to solve, is, um, is people coming back and saying, yeah, I put five grand in at nine o'clock in the morning and like a vacuum cleaner or Hoover, I would say, it was gone by 10 o'clock. Okay, that, and then people are terrified then because I think with, what people like about outbound texts, cold calls, you know, is more control, right? You can literally go, I'll chop up my list into little bits and then I'll send 500 texts out on a Monday, 500 texts on a Tuesday or however big your budget is or, in, you know, there's more control. I think that when you say, right, my monthly PPC budget's five Gs and it goes in 40 minutes and you get no leads, people just go, whoa, what the fuck? Stop, 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 right? And then they don't ever go back into it. They've, they've put the toe in the water. They've been extremely badly burned. And they ain't ever going back in there again. Um, so those would, I would say, would be the two common things that we hear about people's previous experience of PPC. Or, and one of those being, just look out for that. If your PPC manager is targeting now by city, 
you know, I'm targeting, you know, Chicago, boom. Well, do you really want to buy a condo on the, you know, 50 odd floor overlooking the lake in, in Chicago that probably retails for, I mean, you're from Chicago, you tell me, but you know, it'll be X many millions, you know, probably not. So they're just burning your spend. They're just chewing away at your spend and you, you, you can't afford to do that in PPC. Ever wanted to play the drums? Or do you want to get your kids some drum lessons to burn some of that energy while they are all locked up? Take advantage of a free drum lesson with one of the tri-state area's most respected drummers, Dan LaMagna. Dan LaMagna has played in such bands as Crown of Thorns, Suicide City, Biohazard, The Real McKenzie's, Sworn Enemy, The Walls of Jericho. He has played all over the world, and he is also endorsed by such companies as DW, Vader, and Sabian. Dan has taught tons of people from all different age groups and all different music styles. He can teach adults, kids, advanced, beginner, any types of styles from metal, all different types of percussion, whatever style you want. Get a free drum lesson today from Dan. All you need to do is text the word DRUMMER, D-R-U-M-M-E-R, to 833-632-0585. Again, text the word DRUMMER, D-R-U-M-M-E-R, to the number 833-632-0585 for your free online drum lesson. Um, That's great advice. I like that. And same with tech, you know, same with the offline thing. I mean, I know we're, we're, we've got time ticking on. So I did just want to talk, talk a little bit about what we're doing differently on the offline space. We, um, we're aware that a lot of people know about list stacking. And for anybody on the call who doesn't know about list stacking, um, it's very, very simple. You know, if you've got 10 lists of, of distressed data, you're looking for people on more than three of those lists or four of those lists, right? <clears throat> so the same record on three or more, because because you would think that that person would be more motivated than than another. What we realize is this is that's not necessarily true, and the reason why is because not all lists are born equal. Okay, so a a divorce list might not be as valuable as a one-year tax delinquent list. And a one-year tax delinquent list might not be as valuable as a two-year tax delinquent list because a one-year tax delinquent list, they might have just forgotten to pay the, the taxes. Two-year tax delinquent list means, no, this person's really, really not able to pay the taxes, right? So, so if you're just looking at 10 lists and going, well, this person's on they could be on like really low value lists. Like they could be on a divorce list, a code enforcement list. And, um, you know, I don't know, one year, one year tax delinquent list. Oh, well, no, they're on three lists. They must be super motivated. Not really. Not really. So what, what we decided to do was to actually score the data just the same way as a touchdown's worth more than a safety and safety's worth more than a feel, uh, you know, um, the one point conversion, right? It's still a score, but how high is the score? What value has that score got? And as when you really start looking at that, and we look at, you know, not just not just distance. A lot of people will go, "Well, oh, I do absentee owners." Yeah, but how far absentee are they? Are they out? Are they in a different zip code? Are they in a different county? Are they in a different state? Are they in a different country? And when you really start to score distance how distant and when you really start to score 
not just how many lists, but which lists, that's when the cream of the crop really comes to the top. And you go, right, this person is now super distant and they're on super distressed lists. Um, so this again is, is a way that we have figured out to not increase the number of leads that we're trying to generate. We're not trying to generate more leads. What we're trying to do is we're trying to generate more quality leads. And something that I hear a lot from students that come through our courses, you know, anybody can generate leads. Anybody can just buy a list, skip trace the list, stick it in a power dialer and a tech software. And, and yeah, you're going to generate loads of people going, yeah, I'm interested in selling. I'm interested in selling. We want to get the number of, yeah, I'm interested in selling down. We want to get the, the, the ratio of, I need to sell now up. And the reason that, again, whether it's offline or online, I mean, something that we do love about online, going right back to what you were saying earlier is, if, if, you're, if you're going to a lot of people at the moment, they're going, they're just naming the price. They're going, oh, I had 20 phone calls today. You know, it's like an auction out there. Um, we just want to generate less leads, but higher quality leads. And, and we find that that provides us a few things, A, more deals, B, it provides us the ability to focus on those sellers more and build better relationships over time with those sellers. But C, the, the cost of processing and analyzing those deals here in the office, I'd rather analyze 10 deals and get 10 leads and get one deal than analyze 100 leads and get one deal. So many people are focused on what's the cost per lead, right? I really don't care what the cost per lead is. I want to care about what the cost per quality lead is. And I'd far, far rather, what's the best way of getting at this? If you've got openers and closers in your office, they come at a cost. There's a fixed cost to that. I want that fixed cost to be as low as possible. So, so many people go, well, my cost per lead is X. And, and, you know, that's wonderful, but you might have spent three days with of costs trying to root through all these, you know, it's the needle in the haystack, right? You've got this massive haystack. It costs money to root through that haystack. I want the haystack to be as small as physically possible so I can find the needle. So my guys can find needles every day, not every like, oh my God, look at the size of this barn full of hay, right? Um, so I would, I would also just say to people, don't just analyze what the cost per lead is and don't just analyze what the cost per viable lead is. Try and figure out what the ratio of leads to contract is. Because if, you, if your ratio of leads to contract is high, you can guarantee that your labor costs are going to be high. Oh, sorry, I got that the wrong way around. The, if the ratio of costs per lead or cost per deal leads per deal is high right you're probably not having to sift through that many leads whereas if you've got thousands of leads to one deal that's a lot of sifting to get through to find that one deal i think that that definitely makes sense because even now you know i have 16 leads that i have to look through today that are interested in selling that i have to take the time to look through i have to analyze them i have to formulate what's the best way to, to structure this offer? What, you know, look through the comps, look through the rehab bids. Then I have to go and and now 
translate that to my closure to go call this, you know, and it's like you said, when, when you realize that most of those are probably going to go nowhere anyway, because they're already asking right off the bat more than the house is worth. It's like, wh- where do you start to spend the time? So I think in a competitive market, when you're looking for, you know, it, what does everybody want? Everybody wants to make more money with less bullshit. That's what you're talking about. You know, that's what you're being able to get to do. So I, I think that you just nailed it, man. I, I think that it's a it inbounds a way to go. I think it's, it definitely makes a lot of sense and you can burn a lot more. And if you pay attention to the right things, that's how you're able to stay in it. And I, I know that offline thing, I, I had a note on there to bring it up with the scorecards because I was going to say that was such a huge takeaway from your event, but I didn't know if that was part of the secret sauce that I, <laughs> you didn't want to kind of dive into. But I thought that was so smart. It's like, it's, it's not all created equal. It's not all the same. And like having that scorecard for that, I thought was was brilliant, man. That was a great tip right there. It is a great tip, and, and again, it's I don't mind giving away nuggets like that. But the the, the the course is, you might go away and go, okay, I need to score. You might listen to this and go, I need to score data. Yeah, but where do you start? What well, again? What the course is designed to do is not teach you how to score the data, right? It's it's there to teach you, right? Well, this is what you need, and this is what you need, and this is what you need, and this is how you go and find a guy that can do that for you, and then this is what you tell the guy that can do that, that do that for you. I want you to score this, this, oh, this is a spreadsheet. That's, and then he's the one who puts it all together. You, you've just got to be the, 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 the comp, not the composer, but the, who's the guy at the front of the orchestra, right? The, the conductor. Uh, conductor, that's yeah, it. Yeah. You yeah, can't, yeah. it's impossible to be able to play the tram, trombone and the piccolo and the, the violin. The, the, the violinist is going to smash you with the violin all day long because they've been doing it since they were six years old. I think that's what I'm constantly coming back to is I can't, you cannot be a lawyer and a CPA and a PPC manager and a data key and a real estate investor and a construction manager. It's just impossible. What you've got to know is you've got to know enough about each thing to be semi-dangerous and employ the, the right people in the right seats. And when you've got a bad violinist on your hands, you've got to go, whoa, whoa, that doesn't sound right. I don't like that. Out. And just the fast track me course is, 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 is like that, but for marketing, it's, it's, this is what we do. This is what works for us. Um, you can spend all the time in the world trying to figure things out. Should I be on this dialer or should I be over here or should I be there? Or, you know, or you can just go and come on the course, get a playbook, get a rule book and go, ah, that's what those guys are doing. I can kind of replicate that um, using and build up my own orchestra yeah that's cool that, that's that's great you got the value for money perfect cool i love that and one thing i think that you guys did really well which i appreciated was after we would do a section you would kind of step back up after ryan did his thing and go okay so what's a handful of like takeaways from this that we can just start doing now because you know a lot of us like had our pins in our hands and we were like oh oh god what did he? you know like what was that last hour and a half and you were like all right here's three things that you can take from that if you're like washed over, just take these three things and do something with that. Take a 10 minute break, come back and we'll hit the next thing. And I was like, okay, cool. Like giving those little actionable steps for each thing and like kind of micro processing, like start doing these and this will result in that. Let's talk. I, I thought it was really helpful. And so for, for people listening, I, as we start to wrap up here, um, your course, um, I'll give the, the website directly in the notes for anybody who wants to go to it. Um, yeah. It'll be in the notes. And obviously I'll say it again in the beginning and, and we'll, we'll give that out as well. But 
Talk just quick about, obviously we talked about marketing, but what other stuff are you teaching? How many days in it is it? What, what does it cover? Where is it? How do people get involved with it? Like, you know, just, I'm sure people are interested. Yeah. I mean, obviously definitely hit, hit, hit me up. You know, I'm on, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. Um, I, uh, I might be going through some some name changes uh, shortly, so I'd, I'd rather not throw something out and lead lead somebody in the, the wrong direction. But um, definitely, just read the notes on this thing and, and get the latest and greatest. Even if we do change the web address a little bit, you know, our, our current website is um, is is the the fast track me uh, real estate, and that's what this this course is about. It's about fast track. I want I want the I don't want four years of the learning. I want two days of the learning. I want to be fast tracked. So we call it fast track me um fasttrackmerealestate.com even if that doesn't end up being the final website we forward people to the website and there i don't know but that is a definite way of, of listening to this at least and um and, and finding us so um yeah what was your other question you were asking where, where do we find them what what was your other question then what are the kind of things you guys covering over that two days because you are doing more than just marketing you do teach a yeah. lot of stuff so absolutely so it is a However way we break it down, it's about a 16-hour course. So I know when you came on the course, it was in-person. Um, it was two days, two eight-hour days, 16 hours. The last one that we did was actually set over four weeks, and we did four four-hour sections. It was like every Wednesday afternoon, and we did that virtually. So we might mix and match it. We'll, we'll see where that goes. Ryan's in Australia, uh, so it's kind of hard for him to get over to the U.S. under the current you know, COVID conditions as well. So we're, we're, we're kind of sucking and seeing that there will be live in-person hotel room type events in the future. Uh, there will be virtual events in the future too. So, um, so yeah, in other things that we're teaching, so again, about three quarters of the course is heavy into marketing, where to market, how to market, online, offline, PPC, so on and so forth. And the other quarter is again about very much about operations. Should we be, should we be wholesaling this? Should we be wholetailing this? Should we be like rehabbing this? Analyzing comps, analyzing the deal, building a rehab budget. You know, we I build a rehab budget in about four to five minutes, something like that. Um, I'd even challenge you there, Nick. You said earlier that you've got sixteen deals to look at. Um, that's going to take you, even if it takes you 10 minutes per deal, that's going to take you 160 minutes. That's uh, three hours out of your day gone today. You've only got an eight hour day. So now you don't, you've had an hour with me, right? So now they end them to 14 hours, four hours is what you've got for productivity. Stop today. stressing me out. <laughs> you know, a deal doesn't land on my desk until it's a deal. Um, until we've got three things, contract, photographs and access. That's, it's already been comped. It's already got a contract. We've already got the photos. We've already got everything. It literally comes to me for that kind of final, final underwrite saying, Chris, is this, is, do we get, a, I think this is a green light. Pretty sure it is. Do we get the double green light? And then I go, yes. So, you know, again, we, we're doing 10, 12 houses a month, but if it takes me 10 minutes just to give each one that double green light, I'm actually spending less hours in a month doing 10 or 12 deals than you're doing today, analyzing six, 16 leads. Yep. So it's about refining, about taking your operation and refining it down to where's my biggest bang for my buck? Where's my time best spent? You know, Lee Carney, 
his analogy on this, and you'll always like this one because you're into your, your fighting, was you know, he just wants to turn up when it's fight time, Conor McGregor style, right? Conor McGregor's not worried about the lights or the seats or the canvas or the ropes. Or he's not worried about, you know, the guy in the popcorn stand, you know, or the guy on row 17A who's had too much to drink and he's having to get shit, you know, the, the kicked out. All he's worried, he's turning up for that five rounds of five. He's there for 25 minutes. And he doesn't want to be actually be there for 25 minutes. He wants to be there for 25 seconds. He just wants to pop <laughs> out, right? Jump on at the, at the top of the octagon, which he which he takes either that or he's out for cold these days. Either or, right? He's there for showtime. And showtime for us as, as fix and flippers is give it the double under right, give it the rehab budget. Say this is the exit strategy, boom, on to the next. Um, so we, we talk a lot about that four hours about how to go because so many people, I, listen, I used to do it I'm at Home Depot and I'm out oh shit, that job's he's run out of plywood so now I'm going to get some more plywood and then you know, my dump truck's full and now it needs to go and take into the, the, the dump site and uh, oh damn it, it's blowing a freaking tire because I'm at the dump site and there's mm -hmm. seagulls flying around, I, believe me, I've been there I have been there um and it's, it's, it's how to get away from that. It's how to get to a place where you're spending 10 minutes underwriting a deal, maybe 15 minutes running a, a rehab budget. And then only if there's problems, the problems come back to you that you've got to solve. You know, that's from an operational point of view, that's where you want to get to is, is building a team, building SOPs, building systems. I show everybody my systems. I show everybody my flow diagrams um and that's that's what the other kind of four-ish hours is about it's great doing all this marketing i think is what we're trying to get at is we we spend yes we spend what is it you know, 12 hours on marketing but if you're generating all these leads now what do you do you want to turn these leads into deals and that's why the back end of the course is yeah but now what do we do <laughs> we've got to turn those leads into money and that that's really where we go with that that four hours yeah, and I think for anybody listening, that that comes with time and experience. If you have to learn how to put good people in place, and you have to train them by doing exactly what you're saying and documenting those SOPs, and that that's again why it is going to take me longer to do things like that because I'm learning now that the only way I'm going to get out of that seat is to get really detailed and and literally do screen shares of this is how I'm looking at this property. These are the comps that I'm looking at. This is. And then I'm passing that off. He's watching it. And then we're so like, yeah, it takes extra time, but it's taking extra time, just like you do with that data before you start hitting the PPC to sharpen that sword to make sure that you can now create a process and put a person in there instead of just putting more time in. So, you know, I think all those things are super important. I think it's it's great info. So I appreciate it. I know we're kind of running out of time here. So just uh in the victory lap, a few questions here at the end. And I do I do want to get your other side on there and talk to um to Ryan again and go into some of the technical side, but a couple of final questions. One, what would you say to somebody who said you can't get any deals in the Florida market right now? Everybody else can. I know a bunch of people that are. <laughs> you just gotta, you gotta go. You gotta go where everybody else is not going, and that's really hard to understand because geographically, you know, we are all on land. You know, so everybody goes, "Well, what? there's nowhere else to go." You, you've got to. You've got to fish in different ponds, right? You know, we, I'm not here to brag. I'm here to just, just say that, you know, we, we even got a deal last week in Fort Myers. Um, 
Zillow is 140 grand, and um, and this is we didn't get this through BPC either. We got this through offline. Zillow 140 grand. Um, it probably auctioned for about 70 to 80. We got it for 20. Right. <laughs> because because we're, we're going after things and places that other people are not. And back to my analogy before of the the the, the big monster at the end of the, the the Mario or Sonic or whatever it was, right? Mortal Kombat, doesn't matter. We're firing more bullets into the areas that matter than than everybody else. So that's where we're coming up with these 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 deals that everybody else is not coming up with. So try and fish in other ponds, as I would try to say, is go to ponds that have got less fishermen and more fish. Awesome. Uh, second question, what's your favorite quote? Many, many different quotes. Uh, many different quotes. Which shall I give you? Um, doesn't have to, I, I won't pin you to a favorite, but you know, one I'll you'll be, like. I'll, I'll be non-political. Um, <laughs> one, one of my favorite quotes is uh, Hofstadter's Law. If anybody's reading this wondering what the hell is he talking about, Hofstadter's law is, Hofstadter says, everything is always going to take you twice as long as you originally anticipate, even when you account for Hofstadter's law. He's <laughs> basically saying, times it by two and then times it by, then account for Hofstadter's law. So times it by four. It, it, things and it doesn't matter what it is, you know, whether it's a closing, whether it's uh, a construction budget that, you know, things are always going to go over time. Things are always going to go over budget. Things are always going to be harder than you think. Things are always going to be delayed. It's just the, the, the reality of life. It doesn't matter whether you're waiting for a doctor's appointment. doesn't matter if you're waiting for, before we hit record, what did I tell you? We, had, we were due to close yesterday on a deal. We paid 70 grand for it. We spent three in it. We trashed it. It's a dump and um sold it 134 cash as is they put down two grand in escrow and um about four days ago they've just gone dark and i mean silent so now they're in breach of contract now we've got to put it back on the market i don't care because it'll resell what i'm trying to say is i was anticipating um you know 50 grand of the revenue hitting our books yesterday and it didn't happen it's now going to go back on the market we've got to find somebody new you know, shit just takes time. You know, it's always going to punch you in the face. That's so Hofstadter's law for me is is when you feel when your chips are down and you're thinking this should have happened today, just always remember Hofstadter's law. There's like six thousand people right now going. It's not just me. Thank goodness. <laughs> like it, everybody feels that because I'm like I'm looking at Facebook and like sold this deal, bought this, and I'm like, is nobody else having a shitty day? <laughs> no, come on, somebody post some negative stuff. But no, that's awesome. I like that a lot. Um, last question for you is your social media game from our last podcast of this one has stepped up huge. The content you're putting out on there, the videos when you're walking through the house, breaking down the components, breaking down the deals is awesome. I I, I love what you're doing there. Um, I don't know. You said you might have been changing some names. So again, I'll, I'll put whatever your current one is, but talk about how um, your social media is going and how it's affecting your business and, and stuff you're doing because you, your Instagram is outstanding. Yeah, it was one of those things that I was super reluctant to do. And for a long time, you know, we were part of masterminds and for a long time, you know, like people were giving me crap about, you've got to do it, you've got to do it. And I was, I was, I've never been a shy person, you know, I've, I come from, you know, a, 
a family that do a lot of acting and as a kid I went on stage and you know so on and so forth so never been shy I just didn't want to be perceived as being you know arrogant or, or boasting or bragging and and so on and so forth and um anyway when, when I kind of hit a crunch point when I was like I need to raise some private capital um I need to get my name out there more people were going pushing me to do it you know which is what meant having good a good mentor is about really i suppose so i started doing it and uh it was quite simple really you just you just video all day go around a bunch of houses if you're videoing and then send it to an editor and they can chop it up into you know two minute videos 90 second videos and then just just post them consistently and as long as you're doing that people will you've got this if as long as you're posting once a day, some like people are going, wow, is it a different house a day? And wow, is it a different house that day? The reality is, is that it, it takes a day a month and, um, you know, editors do it all. And, and, and it's opened so many doors. I can't, can't tell you how many doors it genuinely has opened. And anybody who's kind of fearful of it, I mean, there are always going to be a few haters, which I think in the 21st century, everybody knows that and nobody gives a shit. Um, but most people are very supportive actually people you know even back in england who, who, who be thinking you know that as i would say in, in from where i'm from they'd be taking the piss out of me which is fine <laughs> but they don't they're like wow what you're doing is amazing you know the, the people are surprisingly positive so don't be shy of it do it um it will open lots of doors for you whether it's raising private money fast track me wouldn't even exist if, if it wasn't for for my social media and getting out there and people going how are you doing it can you teach me to do it? i've never even thought about teaching people how to do it until people start hitting me on people, social media and say how teach can you when i'll be there you know that's when people are, and then you're thinking i've actually got a product here that i didn't even realize i had a product um so those are the kind of doors it can open so i would i would definitely it's and it's free too it's just it's a free tool uh, it's amazing so um i think tim bratz at the moment's calling it the eighth wonder of the world is social <laughs> so. True. so uh following up now what's the best way for people to connect with you or find you and uh if if it changes i'll you know we'll, we'll shoot another quick tip and you know edit this back in but for yeah, now I'm my instagram is chris kelly mindset um and my my Facebook is just, you know, I think it's it Chris Kelly or Christopher Kelly. I don't even know. Uh, let's take a quick look. Um, so those are good, great ways of connecting with me. I'm pretty sure that even if we don't use it as our primary website, that, that www.fasttrackmerealestate.com will be forwarded to whichever um, website is, is, is the most relevant at the time. So yeah, those are all the places to look. And um, I'm, I just thank everybody for listening. I hope it's been entertaining. I hope people have got something from it and anybody wanting help with supercharging the business, then um, I think it's a no brainer. I think that you get tons and tons of value for, for, for very little money. So I'd be happy to, happy to hear from you all. I love it, man. Again, I put my stamp on it. You've heard other people on here that are, that are a players that have all gotten a lot out of it. So I appreciate it. I appreciate you coming back on. I'm looking forward to talking to Ryan again too. And I'll work with you guys on PPC, man. You definitely bring your A-game to it. Always great talking to you. Hoping to see you in a couple of weeks in Florida. Any uh, final thoughts before I let you go today? No, I think I've, I think I've wrapped up. I think I just wanted to say, yeah, you know, thanks again for your time. I'm glad to be, uh, you know, part part two of this installment, seeing as the market's moved and, and, and we've, we've both evolved. And um, 
hope to see you at the next mastermind and you better go you've got 16 uh, you've got 16 leads to analyze so <laughs> don't, don't let them go cold definitely man well i appreciate it have a good day chris kelly i'll see you soon and i'll put all the links in the show notes everybody check them out to connect with chris thanks nick really appreciate it take care buddy